et sedens dorcebat dena vitula turbas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This gospel is so extraordinarily rich that one could preach on every phrase of it. The word of God is of an infinite fecundity. And so I... It's an embarrassment of riches, as the novelist Barbara Pym puts it. There's so much here. But I should like to say something about this little phrase. Et sedens docebat de navicula turbas. And sitting down, he taught the multitudes out of the ship. The fathers, of course, tell us that the ship is the church. This, I think, is clear from everything the fathers have to say about this particular passage. How does our Lord teach us from the ship? Pope Pius XI said, famously, that the liturgy is the principal organ of the ordinary magisterium of the church. Let me say that again for you. The liturgy is the principal organ. An organ is, in this case, uh, that by which the church communicates. The principal organ of the ordinary magisterium of the church. This means that when we assemble for the sacred liturgy, our Lord, our Precetor, as St. Peter calls him in this gospel, our Magister, is teaching us out of the ship, that is to say, out of the liturgy of the church. And what exactly, among many things, because the liturgy is of an inexhaustible richness, one can never nail down once and for all the, uh, the import of any given word or gesture. Because the words of the liturgy, like the gestures of the liturgy, are of an infinite richness. It's almost as if we think we've pulled back the veil on the mystery, and there's yet another veil to be pulled back, and yet another veil to be pulled back. And this is why we monks spend a lifetime discovering the inexhaustible riches of Christ communicated through the church in the liturgy. So I, I was thinking about today's Mass, and as is often the case, we were given the key to understanding today's Mass in, in some way in the Magnificat Antiphon that we sang last evening at 
First Vespers. For those of you who are not familiar with the way this works, I'll give a little word of explanation. Uh, For the Sundays after Pentecost, the Magnificat Antiphon at the First Vespers, the Sunday, that is to say, on Saturday evening, is a preview of what we're going to hear at Matins. So it's almost as if at the Magnificat on Saturday evening, the church is saying, this is what is coming tomorrow morning at Matins. And so what did we have last evening? Prevaluit David. David is the great hero of uh, this fourth Sunday after Pentecost. And the whole liturgy must be understood in some way from David's perspective. Prevaluit David in Philisteum, in funda et lapide in nomine domini. So, little David, with his slingshot, uh, uh, defeats the terrifying uh, Philistine, Goliath. And so, all of today's Mass must in some way be understood from a perspective, one, of spiritual combat. Spiritual combat. Because Goliath and the Philistines arrayed behind him represent, the fathers tell us, the forces of darkness that are always marching against the church, marching against each one of us. So today's Mass is about spiritual combat. It's also about David himself, David as a figure of Christ. And so for this reason, we have to go to the introit of the Mass. I have, in the past, exhorted you, in praying the introit, to ask the question, in this introit, who is speaking? Well, what's going on in today's introit? It's taken from Psalm 26. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Who's speaking here? Young David. David goes into the camp. All of Saul's men are terrified. What will become of us? There's this giant on the other side. And if we lose to him, we will be enslaved to the Philistines. David says, let me have at him. And David goes armed with the slingshot. Now, St. Augustine tells us that the stone used that David uh, uh, plants firmly in the forehead of uh, Goliath, that the stone is Christ. That the stone is Christ. Christ is the rock. Christ is the stone. We have this in the rule of St. Benedict also, that we are to dash our evil thoughts against the rock, the rock being Christ. So this rock used as a weapon here is hugely significant because Christ is the rock by whom we crush our spiritual enemies. So the context is spiritual combat. And David, 
who a mere lad should be completely intimidated and terrified of going forward. What does David say? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Dominus illuminatio mea et salus mea. Whom shall I fear? Quem timelo? So David sings the introit today. Dominus defensor vitae mea. The Lord is the protector of my life. Do I need a suit of armor? Not at all. Do I need a shield? Not at all. Do I need a spear? Not at all. Why? Why? Because the Lord is the protector of my life. A quo trepidabo. Of whom shall I be afraid? My enemies that trouble me. There they all lined up behind Goliath. My enemies that trouble me have themselves been weakened and have fallen, and have fallen. And then the verse given us today uh, is, 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 a, is a description of the whole scene. So we read this at Matins this morning, but we sing about it at Mass. And what's the, the, the description in the verse? If armies in camp should stand together against me. This is exactly what was described in the lesson at Matins, isn't it? If armies in camp should stand together against me, my heart shall not fear. Non timebit corneum. This is an extraordinary intro. Now, the church would have us, first of all, Hear this intro it, coming from the lips of David, out of the heart of David, coming to flower on his lips. So it's David who's singing the intro it. But David is a figure of Christ. It is Christ who sings the intro it. Christ, who is the the well described, isn't he? In the, in the Victime Pascali Laudes. Mors et vita duero conflixere mirando, dux vitae mortus regnat vivus. Christ here is the warrior Christ, the warrior Christ, who does battle with the powers of darkness, goes down into the, uh, into the realm of death and emerges triumphant. We sing about this in the procession on Easter morning in the Salve Festa Dies. It describes Christ as having his foot planted on the powers of the netherworld and holding the stars in his hand. This is the, the warrior Christ who emerges triumphant. So yes, David sings the introit, but Christ sings the introit in reference to his father. If Christ sings the introit... The church sings the intro it. The church, the body of Christ, is engaged in spiritual combat. Make no mistake about it. The church is engaged in a battle. The church is embattled because the legions of the enemy are aligned against her waiting for a breach 
by which to enter in and sow destruction. So this intro it becomes the song of the church. So it is the song of Christ the head and of Christ the body, the church. It is the song of the totus Christus, the whole Christ, head and members. If it is the song of the church, it is your song and mine, because we individually are members of the body of Christ. This makes Psalm 26 in today's intro it our song when we find ourselves engaged in spiritual combat. And for this reason, today's intro it is a prayer for every season of the monastic life. There is no moment in the monastic life when a man is not engaged in spiritual combat. One doesn't enter the monastery for a spiritual holiday. One doesn't enter the monastery to kind of enjoy the consolations of a peaceful spiritual life. One enters the monastery to do battle. And uh, Cassian and Evagrius tell us that the real battle rages where? In our thoughts. In our thoughts. And so this Psalm 26 is a prayer for spiritual combat with the thoughts that assail us by which the enemy would bring us down. Now, the offertory antiphon is hugely important because in some way it uh, completes the prayer of the intro. And the offertory antiphon is also David making his prayer, Christ making his prayer, the church making her prayer, and each one of us making his prayer. And what is the offertory antiphon? Illumina oculos meus, ne unquam obdorniam in morte, enlighten my eyes, that I never sleep in death. Lest at any time, here it comes, the key phrase. Lest at any time my enemy say, Inimicus meus dicit, prevalui adversus eum, I have prevailed against him. This is a prayer for spiritual combat. And not only this verse of Psalm 12 but all of Psalm 12. I often recommend it to penitence and confession. This is a psalm well suited to a man in the throes of spiritual combat. And the communion It's all the peace you say this Mass. And that's why I said David gives us the key. What are we going to sing in communion? Dominus firmamentum meum et refugium meum. The Lord is my firmament. It's firmament here in the sense of the Lord is the solid ground on which I stand. That's what that means here. The Lord is my firmament and my refuge and my deliverer. My God is my helper. 
Deus meus, adiutor meus. You can just hear it in the mouth of David. Hear it too in the mouth of Christ. It is by means of the liturgy that Christ teaches us out of the boat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.